You are listening to Not Just Hemingway Podcast, the weekly podcast about short fiction from all around the globe. Let's keep it short. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening to Not Just Hemingway Podcast, then thank you for coming. I'm Juka, and today my, my guest is Michelle Hutchison. Michelle was born in the UK and was educated at United no, at University East Anglia. Sorry, I see the U now. I immediately think United. Um, University East Anglia, Cambridge and Lyon Universities. She translates literary fiction and non-fiction, poetry, graphic novels and children's books. Recent translations include novels by Ilya Leonard Pfeiffer, Esther Gerritsen, Sander Collard and Tom Lanoy, plus The American Princess by Anniette van der Zijl. She's also co-author of the successful parenting book The Happiest Kids in the World. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I had a completely different question about reading, but now I'm thinking happy kids in the world. Are you a really good mother? Um, other people say so. I, I do my best. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Other people say so. I wish I I have now an aspiration level. Um, but obviously we're going to talk about reading and we're going to talk about short stories now. Um, so I wonder when and where do you prefer reading a short story? Um... I've started to read them a lot more than I used to. Um, I didn't really grow up reading short stories, but novels. I used to like um, as big a book as possible with as many pages so that I could read for hours and hours and hours. And, and the older I've got, the less time I've had for reading. I think that's what it comes down to. And then I started really, in the last 10, or 10 years or so, I started appreciating short stories a lot more. You know what? I actually think you just nailed it there. I'm like, my eyes are bulging because, yes... I think every reader starts with novels, and mm. and I and now I'm thinking, are there even do short stories for kids exist? I'm sure they do. I wonder actually. Yeah, a series of short stories like Ip and Janneke, the Dutch classics. They're they're kind of little short stories, in, yeah, in, in, yeah. with the same characters. But it's like, bedtime yeah. stories are, yeah. are are shorter yeah. because it's bedtime yeah. short. Mm, I'm, yeah. So when we're done with this, I'm going to go online. See whether there's out. some longer ones. Yeah. Yeah, I just I never thought of it like that, but I think you nailed it there. Huh. Anyway, so you got less time. Um, does like wh- why do you read? Does short stories do they need to do something for you? Is just like a, a, a pace time and you have very. I think I, th- I think a good short story is is um, a glimpse into another world, whereas with a novel you spend a lot a lot of time getting to know and exploring a world. In a short story, you, you catch a glimpse of it, and and I like stories that are very rich, so that you can see a lot of depth in them, but. They're very short, and that, I think that's the hardest thing to do as a short story writer, to make it convincing um, and colourful, like the story we're about to talk about. As, uh, a, as, a, as a translator, is, is, it, is it a different type of work, short story versus a novel? Um, well, it takes less time, obviously, but you need to put the same kind of attention into it. Uh, I could imagine, let's put it, I could imagine, because... A novel is is like a whole world, and mm. whereas a short story is a glimpse, you have less words to build that word, a uh, world, and yes, therefore maybe the the words need to be more precise. I well, don't, that, I don't that's, know. That's 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 the role of the author to do that in the first place, and the translator to convey that. So if it's all there in the original, then hopefully it will be there in the translation without the translator having to create it, which you don't really get the freedom to do as a translator. Oh, it must be so hard to be a translator. Like, huge respect there. Okay, so I ask writers like yourself to nominate a short story that we're going to discuss um, here in the podcast. And you decided upon Olive by Helga Rupsamen. Um, and I actually have to thank you for that. Because mm. I don't, I can't remember if I've ever read anything 
bij heel goed samen. En definitely not the short story. And I loved it. Mm, okay. So thank you for that. I didn't know she wrote short stories. But anyway, so why this story? Um, I translated it about, I think, two or three, three years now, three years ago for um, the, let me just tell you the title, The Penguin Book of Dutch Short Stories. Does it even... So I was in a bookstore the other day, and you're, you know you have the penguin, um, the African of his granddaddy, African short story, and I saw a Japanese short story. I didn't oh. know they had a Dutch. So this is this is the Dutch, the Penguin Book of Dutch short stories, How edited by Joost Wagerman, and it was published in 2016. I'm completely going to buy that and give that to yeah, your guests. Yeah, you need guests. it. You need it for this show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but there are more stories in there. So why this story and not one of the many others? I thought it was really unusual. I thought it was particularly good. I loved that it was written by a woman and I loved that it was about unconventional women. Could you tell us, um, so for the people who do not know the story, like me before I read it, could you tell me what it is about? Um, It's about um, two bohemian old women living together in a kind of shabby apartment in the Hague towards the end of their lives and they haven't got much money left and they, they drink a lot and um, they're in a kind of relationship at least one of them sees it more of a relationship than the other does um, and it yeah it, it covers from their youth, flashbacks to them kind of having a wild time when they're when they're younger to and pretty and pretty and and um, yeah and wild and uh, aging and um, disability and everything that comes with that caring for a sick partner Yeah, because it's it, it indeed is that. What what struck me when I read it is, you know, you talk about a glimpse in a life. You're there. You're there all of a sudden mm. with these two women. And, and and indeed, there is, you know, something is not 100% in balance, mm. but you can't really pinpoint. You can't put your finger on it. Exactly. And, it, and, and initially me as a reader, I thought, is this story about that mm-hmm. or about something else and and even that you can't pinpoint for me not even till the very 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 end mm. where when it turns out it was a very unreliable narrator in a yes. way yeah because she's presented her girlfriend as she calls her um in a very positive light and that gradually disintegrates as, as you read on it's yeah so do you have any idea when because i don't when this story um takes is set is it I think I read something oh, about money it, in Gilders. So it it's must in be Gilders. It was ago. published in 1989, but wow. I think it's set in the 60s, 50s. I, I I don't really know, but what do you think? Yeah, I thought, well, I wasn't there around in, in the 60s, mm. but I thought, yeah, 60s, 70s, maybe mm-hmm. early 70s. Because, um, I'm going to give a, a bit away of the story, indeed it's about two, initially it's not, it's young women, it's not mm. girls anymore. Um, and they're sort of hooking up with people who have money to spend. Yes, and um, and that's their way of making a living. And, mm-hmm. You know, and there's the funny thing: there's no judgment in that. No, um, no. And that's fascinating because it's really easy to you know judge women who just walk into other people's lives and spend their money, and you know may or may not share the bed with whoever is spending the money, and then mm-hmm. go on when the party's over, or mm-hmm. the, the fire turns cold. Um, I couldn't set it now, though. Like it's 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 it sounds it's outrageous. It's a period piece. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And 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 at the same time, um, because I am living now, and I tend to think that we're so open and welcoming to um, all sorts of things. I would think back in those days, um, same sex love, because marriage wasn't even allowed back then. Mm. So same sex love was not. Um, was still being frowned upon, don't you think? 
Yeah, so it would be very, it would be veiled. It would be like two maiden aunts living together, that yeah. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yes, this is my very bigger sister who still looks pretty much my same age yeah. kind of story. Yeah, um, there's a there's a very telling scene when um, when Olive becomes ill and needs an ambulance and they won't send one when she asks. She says, my, my girlfriend needs an ambulance and there's judgment in the fact that they, no one will help them. Yes, yeah, and she has to make up a make up a story. Yeah. So, when you first read the story, what what struck you? Um, the liveliness and the wit, and the way it goes to all kinds of unexpected places. So you're just carried along on on this amazing journey um, with these amazing <laughs> crazy women. Yeah. Do you think they exist? People I think like people that? like that might have existed. Yes, yeah. Not anymore. Probably, but their lives would be different now. Yeah, I wonder. It's always because um, no, I'm going to ask you the question. How do you think, if you can still remember, how they look? Like, do you have a face and a hair color, and like, do you still remember the way they were dressed? And because it's all there, isn't it? Yeah, and there's there's descriptions of the clothes. There's the bit when they go, they dressed up. Maybe that's what makes you think it's sixties, um, because there's a leotard in there. Ah, see, for me, yeah. they made it the seventies. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I mean, seventies. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's kind of important in the story, and frizzy curls, a million frizzy curls. It's it's the yeah. It's but the, I think it starts looks. earlier. I think it starts like, yeah, after the war, and and then go, moves on to the sixties, seventies. I would say that their lifespan, and then perhaps would it be earlier eighties when when they're in their old age. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So indeed. So she. They. I, I, they don't have money for a telephone, right? They're staying somewhere, mm. and they're not allowed to stay there as girlfriend girlfriend. No. Um. So they have to make up this story, and they're poor as rats mm. by then, mm. because their looks have faded. So there's. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love super the way sad. It's all falling apart though. But it's also mm. really sad. It's sad. It's sad. But the way she describes it, there's, there's a there's a kind of comic touch to the way she. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very. Um, well, as a translator, obviously, I, I don't know because I'm not a translator. I read it in both in Dutch and in English, actually. Because mm. um, it's kind of, um, they're not brought up rich. One might be, one, one might be at Olive, least. Olive yes. could have married a count. Yes, well, could have doesn't mean, doesn't imply where she's from, but it sounds mm. like she's from a, a more she well-to-do. Can move in, she can move in those circles. She knows how to behave, I think. And the other cannot. Yeah. Um, so, so, and that's that's in there. The 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 level that they are, you know, they're drinking canned beer at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know, at like nine thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, kind type of type of people. Um, and they never thought about next year or no next no. two years. And then all of a sudden, she's in hospital, mm-hmm. and Olive is in hospital, and the girlfriend can't stay there. And then what? Yeah. And then what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It is. I wonder if that could that, that could still happen. But the the um, endings are important, right? In short mm-hmm. story. Yeah, I mean, the every ending's would... a dramatic turn. Yeah. 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 Um, and this one has a, I would nearly say, classic mm-hmm. turn twist where mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. Did you? Mm-hmm. No, no, I didn't see it coming. We like like you said, there's something there's something in there. You think mm, there's something slightly unreliable about the narrator that that makes you wonder where this story is going to go. And yeah, I'm now thinking. Was it maybe done on purpose because of the alcohol, or was it everything falling to pieces and the the main character, the unreliable narrator, just thinking, "I give up." Mm-hmm. What do you think? No, I don't know. <laughs> I like to leave things open. <laughs> yeah. For the um, 
actually going to give that. So for the for the one, you should read the story because it's really lovely and it's it's a timely piece. It does it does paint a picture of the Hague in an era gone by and not the high rise count era, so to say. You know when when uh, when we still had the the colonies and 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 um, rich people. Um, just rich people sort of crowded um, The Hague. This is is an era gone by after that period. Um, and in the end, Oliver gets six, is in a the hospital. There's this huge fight whether or not her girlfriend, her partner, so to say, the unreliable narrator, can stay with a same gender. Because she's not an official partner because and they she... won't recognise her as such. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. the last bit turns out that this lovely Olive that's been painted for pages as... Well, nearly an angel. She's amazing, good-looking, charming. You know, knows everything, does everything. She's 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 nearly perfect. Is not perfect at all. Mm. Don't give it away too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's not a serial killer, no. but still, it's and it's yeah. very well done because. Um, I actually started flicking back to see to see where where the signs were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? Did you? Yeah, as a translator, you you you're so close to the text that that you really that every word is crucial. So I think you read something much more carefully than than anyone else would in a normal situation. Yeah, so that, that's actually what I was referring to, to mm. um, early in the beginning. If you know, with a novel, you may or may not—I don't know because I'm not a, um, a translator—have more freedom on the word word level than in a short story where some words have two, three different meanings in language yeah. say it's, in English it's and not, not like, in Dutch it, no you always have to try and convey the contents and the style to your best abilities so it it makes no difference really what genre it is so before you had that story translated so how many times did you read it before you start how does that work um two or three times probably this one yeah I was just trying to get a grip on the style and the voice um also because I think it was probably the first time I translated a, something that was not a contemporary that wasn't like written in the last 10 years. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously it is not, it doesn't feel outdated though. No, it? it doesn't feel outdated, but but still there's something slightly different about the language. Do you think stories like that are still written today? I would hope so. The yeah. type of stories, no, <laughs> Yeah, because it's 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 relatively long. I don't know how many. Yeah. Could you? She it's has a book here, so you know some papers. It's quite long. It's relatively long for a short story, but that may be also because people tend to read more and more short stories from the screen, mm-hmm. where you know two thousand words is about the max that um, we could uh, that we could do. Let's have a um, it's twenty-one pages. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's quite small text. But yeah. some of the other, if you as you go through the anthology, um, you get to more. Um, to more recent stories, and they are also quite long. Are they? Are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good news. So I, I don't think they're necessarily becoming becoming shorter as such. I do think there's um, a greater appreciation of short stories. At least that's how I, I've kind of... That's my sense of it. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to invite mm. people to the studio who say, yes, the short story is... It's a live right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. One of the reasons of this podcast is because that I think there's two little short stories um, getting getting their stage, getting... Mm. getting the, it's hard the to publish them. them. It's hard to publish um, short story collections. Yeah, um, because I, I Because people think there's not going to be um, an, an audience. audience for them. It's not as an engrossing read as a novel which has to compete with kind of big Netflix series. Um, so it has to it has to has to offer something different. And but I think a short story 
does that. It you know because you can read it in a magazine or you can you yes. can listen to a um, a podcast of a short story. Yeah. Or, exactly. Yeah. And, and that, those are short and sweet as well. Mm. Okay. So last question to you. Um, if it's not a short story, um, but what are you reading now? Um, um, well, I was just reading some more of Helga Rupsam's stories in preparation okay. to this. Um, cool. She's written quite a few story collections. Um, I was reading one called Bear is Back. Bier is terug. Um, bear as in like um, the animal. Okay. Um, and it's about a woman and a, and her dog. And it's also a little bit twisted. It's it's like Olive. Okay. Does she have does she have like a collection on her own? I should actually. There's lots of collections. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. this is so bad. Mm. I don't even know my own. Uh, oh, I'm looking up, and I'll put them in the show notes. I promise. I promise. I promise. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Thank, thank you. you so much. Um, and thank you for listening to Not Just Hemingway, the podcast about short stories from all over the world. Come back often and feel free to subscribe or add the podcast to your favorite RSS or iTunes. Visit www.notjusthemingway.com for show notes and more short story love. You can also follow Not Just Hemingway on Twitter and Facebook. Not Just Hemingway.